Welcome to Heal by Design, the podcast that takes you on a captivating journey into the world of alternative medicine and the incredible healing power of God. Join your host, Michelle Larson, as she explores the extraordinary, challenges the conventional, and embraces the concept of healing by design. In each episode, we'll dive deep into the fascinating realm of non-traditional medicine, from the latest breakthroughs in stem cell therapy and functional medicine to the ancient practices of acupuncture and natural healing. Our mission is to empower you to take charge of your health. Are you ready to explore, be inspired, and transform your approach to health? Then, without further ado, let's dive into To Heal by Design. Hello, and welcome to Design to Heal by Design. I'm your host, Michelle Larson, and today we have with us T.R. McManus, the found, one of the founders of Infinity Regenerative Medicine. Their mission is to restore your health with the most advanced non-surgical treatments known to mankind so you can get back to living your life again. And uh, before we begin, I just want to let everybody know that I'm a patient of Infinity Regenerative Medicine. I've had stem cell treatments to treat my Parkinson's that I was diagnosed with in 2018. Um, my quality of life is tremendously improved since having the stem cell treatments, and I can't recommend them more. So with that, uh, TR, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about how you got involved with regenerative medicine. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me um, today. Uh, everybody, welcome, and thank you so much for being here and listening um, my name is T.R. McManus. Like Michelle was saying, I'm one of the founders of Infinity Regenerative Medicine. Um, we have a location in, in Pereira, Colombia, and we're currently um, expanding into San Jose, Costa Rica. I got involved with regenerative medicine back in the early 2000s, 2005, 2006, 2007. And we started in um, our physical medicine practices. So we owned some different physical medicine practices where we had integrated doctors. So we had a physical therapist on staff. We had an orthopedist on staff. We had a neurologist on staff. We had uh, physical, you know, like I said, physical therapy, acupuncture, even chiropractic. We had this whole big melting pot of doctors that could look <clears throat> at patients from different viewpoints, different specialties, and have the ability to go, I think I could do this. And then they well, and if you could help me with this part, and, and they'd put these amazing plans together. And one of the things that happened is there was still sometimes a need that wasn't being fulfilled or something that was holding us back from getting the exact thing that the patient might need to be able to get them back to what we would call their maximum medical improvement, as good as we can get them with maybe how bad they have gotten. And we started out with using PRP, platelet-rich plasma, and that was very, very effective. But one of the things that we noticed is that it had less effects on people who were more aged. So past 45, 46, 47, the amount of help that we could do kind of went, the, the results were less with people that were more aged. We then, then on the market came out something called amniotic fluid. That was kind of the next evolution, a little more powerful, better results. And amniotic fluid came from part of the birthing process. So it came from some of the tissue that happened when a mother would deliver a baby. And with that, uh, we got better results. It was like the next level past PRP. Uh, then they came out with something called Wharton's jelly and Wharton's gel, uh, products. Wharton's jelly is a gelatinous substance that wraps around the umbilical cord um, while the mother, uh, while the baby is forming inside the mother. 
and it's there to protect the umbilical cord. And inside of this Wharton's jelly, this gelatinous substance, it has these things called mesenchymal stem cells, MSCs or mesenchymal stem cells. Mesenchymal stem cells are considered adult stem cells because they come after the baby is born and healthy and the mother's healthy. Um, we can actually take what was normally maybe waste uh, and discarded. We can take and, and we can get these very young, vibrant stem cells, this type of stem cells that's considered an adult stem cell. And the reason that they're considered an adult stem cell, even though we get them from the birthing process, is because the baby is alive, it's well, is for, fully developed and formed. It's just little. The body will grow and become bigger, but that's why they're considered also adult stem cells. And these stem cells have the power and the ability to help people in many different types of therapeutic outcomes from orthopedic applications um, uh, that, that can be done in the States to things like how we treated Michelle systemically with high doses of, uh, of these young stem cells. And these stem cells do four very, very, very important things in the body. They do many, many things, but four very important ones are the ability to lower um, inflammation. When inflammation, chronic inflammation is not our friend, chronic inflammation causes pain, causes degeneration, causes many different diseases in the body. And when we can lower chronic inflammation, um, we can help people do better almost instantly. And these things have an amazing ability to lower inflammation. The second thing they do is they have an, an uncanny ability to modulate the immune system. They have the ability to, when the immune system's not functioning properly, people become more exposed or compromised and they may be more at risk for colds, flus, bacterias, parasites, things like that, and even cancer. Our immune system helps protect us from cancer that could be forming in the body or from damaged cells. And if our immune system's compromised or not working well, we're at more at risk for that. On the other hand, with autoimmune diseases, things like multiple sclerosis, um, rheumatoid arthritis, type 1 diabetes, Sjogren's, you know, Crohn's, you know, ultraviolet, all of these different things also are diseases where the, the immune system can maybe mistakenly attacking the body or attacking something and causing collateral damage in the body. And that can cause these diseases to kind of happen. And the mesenchymal stem cells have this great, great ability to lower the immune response and have it be more appropriate and give people a lot of relief and then sometimes remission of what they're dealing with. The third thing is the ability to help get rid of and prevent scar tissue from happening. Sometimes when we have injuries or problems, scar tissue can get laid down and it can cause the body not to be able to fully recover or, or heal or get back to function. And that is because of um, the scar tissue that gets formed. And then the other thing is they have the ability to regenerate and generate and actually help our bodies that may be older now, slowed down more, not have as many stem cells as they used to, kind of be, act younger and be able to help generate and, and fix tissue that may be necessary to have function return in the body actually um, become better again. And this is a process that I mean, we have these cells in just about every single tissue in our body. And with every, you know, they just sometimes they get older, they get slower, just like we do. And sometimes we have to make a deposit of some young stem cells to be able to help these other stem cells overcome age and age-related diseases and these chronic illnesses that we might have. Michelle, did that handle that and answer that question? 
Absolutely. And uh, as I said, I, I've seen miracle results with this, not only with my own self and my own experience with using these stem cells, but with other people that I've sent down to Colombia or Costa Rica. And speaking of that, I, I know that you are out of the country, out of the United States. Can you talk a little bit about why why couldn't you open a clinic here? It would be so much easier for people to get here and um, to, and have it be treated by you here in the United States. Why what's the what's the issue with going out of the country? the 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 it's really regulatory. So, there's the FDA and the FDA, uh, the Food Drug Administration is in charge of making sure that products are safe for human, you know, therapeutic applications or human consumption in the case of, of food. Um, and the, we got to remember, we get these tissues, this, these cells from a natural process. We get them from the Wharton's jelly. And what the FDA says is that you can't manipulate things. Things have to be minimally manipulated. If you manipulate or if you basically if you change them, then it becomes not natural and it becomes a drug and you have to go through the process of drug certification or drug approval. Um, the process for drug approval is usually eight, nine, 10 years to get a drug through these different levels of precautionary type testing that's required. It's a, a very expensive process. It can cost up eight hundred million to a billion dollars or more, and and the the problem is is that the, these you know we all have mesenchymal stem cells in every just about all the different tissues in our body. Anywhere where there's vascularization and blood flow, we have these tissues. We they're even in your teeth, right in the pulp of your teeth. They're everywhere. So they're a natural occurring thing that exists in every human on the planet. And so if you were to try to, let's say, do studies on invest 10 years and a billion dollars trying to get drug approval, it would be something that you got approved and it may be only be approved, let's say, for autoimmune. Well, then it may not be approved for pulmonary fibrosis and you'd have to go through another approval process or up and now we want to treat cardiac issues. Well, now let's go through another 10 years and another billion dollars. And the issue is, is that usually when, when companies are going through the hassle and all of the effort and the expense to actually get drug approval, they wanna be able to own the rights to that product. They wanna have a, a copyright, they wanna have a patent, they wanna be able to kind of have some kind of exclusivity to be able to recuperate the money they invested. And there's no way to have a patent or a copyright or own uh, what mesenchymal stem cells are or how they work because it's a natural, a natural biological cell that lives in every human on the planet. So with that, I don't see anybody who will probably ever go through that and get how we do the stem cell therapy that we do through drug approval. And therefore it has to be done outside of the country where the regulations are different. Now we're still governed by, um, by agencies like the, uh, like the FDA in these other countries. We're still regulated by international standards and there's safety protocols all of that stuff happens. It's just because of the regulatory reasons that I don't know. Hopefully someday it could be available how we do it inside of the States. It could happen. I just would think that it could take years or even decades before it would get to that point. That makes sense. And I know there are some companies that offer some form of stem cell treatments, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I just want to reiterate that the type of treatment that you do out of the country is 
is a lot different than what they do here. And one of the things I think I've heard you say before is that here, the most stem cells that you'll get are between like one and 3 million stem cells. And your minimum treatment, if I, if I'm recalling the numbers correctly, is like 110 million stem cells. And you often will do a treatment of 250 million stem cells. So that's the difference between if somebody in the States is saying we do stem cells, they can't be manipulated. And there's a lot of reasons for why, but the most stem cells you'll get here in the States is one to 3 million. You can offer 110 to even up to 250 million stem cells, which is what you need, especially when you're treating a degenerative disease like any of the autoimmune diseases or Parkinson's like how you treated me. Did I did I get that right, TR? Yeah. And our now our minimum dose, it used to be 110. We now have actually raised our minimum IV dose. So if we do something like interthecal, it could be like 100 or 110 million. But our minimum IV dose to do let's say multiple sclerosis or or type 1 diabetes or you know uh, Crohn's disease, heart failure, et cetera, it's now 150 million, we realized wow. that to really get good therapeutic changes, we need high, high numbers of cells. We, and just to answer some people's questions that they may have, how do we determine how many cells? Our primary dosage is based off body weight. So the heavier you are, the more cells that you, would, you need, it's the bigger body. The other thing would be um, if you have multiple diseases, so you have multiple comorbidities or polycomorbidities, maybe you have a lot of stuff going on, we may require more cells to be able to combat all of those things. And that also could be the severity. So if you have a, a disease state that's really, really progressed and it's really far along, it may also require more cells. But those are things that we take into effect when, as we gather the patient's medical history and really determine what's wrong with them, how bad it is. And then we can come up with the type of treatments that they may need and how they need to be applied. I, I was very impressed with the review process that the company did on my particular case, and I believe probably on all cases, but I, I think it's four or five doctors review the case, they look for case studies, and then they determine a treatment. It's not a one-size-fits-all, which is something I'm very frustrated with with the current American system. You have a disease, this is the treatment protocol, and they don't talk to you like a person. They look at you, in my opinion, and not all doctors, but as as a disease state, whereas I felt in Columbia and before I even got to Columbia, I was treated more like a patient. And this is why we're determining this particular treatment plan with you. With somebody else who has Parkinson's, they might have a slightly different plan based on their body weight, based on how far along they are. I didn't feel like it was a protocol. You know, this is a protocol. This is what we're doing, as I felt here in the States. So... Um, this has been very informative. I, I want to talk a little bit about not just my results, but perhaps other people's results. And I want to, I, you shared with me a story you might not even remember, but I was just fascinated by it. You said you, if somebody came to Columbia to be treated, I think for his knee, I, I don't really remember what the original disease is. And he called you and he said, um, I just want you to know I'm feeling better with whatever disease that you treated him for, but I can see again. And you said something like, yes, that happens. People are reporting better vision. He's like, no, TR, you don't understand. I had macular degeneration and I was almost blind in one eye. And now I'm able to see and it keeps getting better and better. And uh, 
I noticed that just for my own self, that these stem cells, they go where, where the injury is. You know, I have 20-20 vision. I was using readers before I came to Columbia and I don't use readers anymore. And uh, I had surgery on my knee and my scar is, you can barely see it. And my knee had a little bit of arthritis in it and now I don't have it. I mean, it's amazing what these, what these treatments can do, not just for what you're being treated for, but many other things. Do you have any stories? What are your favorite recovery stories uh, yeah, that you had, can share? Maybe one or two. We had a, a gentleman who came down from Florida and he uh, was told that he needed bilateral knee replacement and a shoulder replacement. He's pretty bad off. And they, 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 they classified his knees as a grade four. Like, so it's pretty much as bad as it can get. And there's nothing that you can do other than, um, than, then just get surgery. You're gonna have to have those both those replaced. He he spoke with us and he decided he'd come down and actually try to get a, a treatment. He opted to go with a wellness infusion or a wellness IV. It's kind of like an anti-aging treatment, and he got 150 million cells IV. And then we actually did 50 million cells in each knee um, with some growth factors as well, then things to help the body support the body for regrowth. Um, he, the second day after his treatment, he was complaining, um, about having severe, severe foot pain. Now, remember we didn't treat his feet. We treated his knees and we treated his, we treated him systemically in the body. And he kept saying, my, I can't walk my, my, my knees. I'm like, well, that's normal. Sometimes there's inflammation that happens after a treatment into the joint because we're putting fluid into the joints, causing some pressure, but also the response, the inflammation response, the healing cascade starts, and it can be that way for two or three days. He's like, no, you don't understand. It's not from my knees. They're stiff. They're sore. It's from my feet. I am having horrible pain in my feet, and I can't really walk. And I said, well, have you ever had any, it sounds like some kind of healing crisis. Have you ever had any injuries, sports injuries, accidents, slips, falls, breaks? He's like, nope, nope, not at all, not at all. Uh, nothing. And, and he's like, I forgot my, my, my heel supports. I have plantar fasciitis. I have my, I forgot my heel supports and or my, 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 and, and I think that's maybe it. Is there anything that we can do? So I said, well, I could get you a bucket of ice and some water and you can, it'll be very, very cold. It'll hurt for about five or six minutes. And then you'll take some of the inflammation away. And, but I want to make sure that you're, this isn't like something going on in there and we're not, you know, there, you're sure you had no injuries. He's like, none, zero, zero. He, um, he then um, tried to do the ice bucket thing. thing. He, thank God he couldn't because it was a healing crisis going on day two, day three on day three, he says, Hey, I can feel my feet. And in my head, I'm like, well, I know you can feel your feet. You've been complaining about them like severely for two or three days. We had to help him. He had to get help, you know, in a wheelchair and to actually move because his feet were hurting so bad. And on day three, he's like, no, you don't understand. I can feel my feet. I said, I don't, what do you mean? He's like, well, before I couldn't feel my feet. Uh, I, I just, they, they were completely numb. I'm like, you had peripheral neuropathy? He's like, yes. He never, he had never told us. So we weren't trying to treat the peripheral neuropathy. We were just doing a wellness IV and treating the knees. But the stem cells, they have this innate ability to know what's going wrong in the body. They have an innate ability to go to that area or to send stuff from inside of them to the areas to cause healing. On day four, he was super excited. Us guys are very, were very simple sometimes. 
He was excited that he could pick his sock up with his big toe and his second toe and, and like help. He didn't have to bend over to get it. He had, his neuropathy was so bad that he had let, he had lost dexterity in his toes. They wouldn't even really move. So this has been over five years. His um, neuropathy has never come back. He was pre-diabetic. That's gone. His eyesight, Michelle, also improved dramatically where he doesn't, he's 76 years old and doesn't wear use glasses. And um, and he went back to his orthopedic surgeon because he tore his bicep muscle and with a complete tear is going to need fixed. And the orthopedic surgeon asked him uh, at the University of Florida, how, how are your knees doing? He's like, oh, I have no pain. And he's like, well, show me. So he put him, he actually even did deep squats. This is a guy in his seventies and showed him, I have no painful range of motion. And he's like, did you get those replaced? He's like, no, I, I didn't. Are you, what medications are you taking? He's like, none. He's like, well, what did you do? Well, I went out of the country and I got stem cell therapy. So the orthopedic ordered a follow-up scan to look inside to see what was going on. And in the report, he put un, um, like unspecified or unexplained cartilage regrowth. So Somebody in their 70s who has basically no cartilage left, it's not common. It'd be very, very un, not you know uncommon to be able to not just develop cartilage again in one knee, but also both knees. And that actually has occurred. He still has zero, zero pain. He is from Florida. He's in his 70s. He's a big fisherman. He used to get a lot of sunspots. The number of sunspots that he actually would get have, have gone down. He's not having them cut off every year like he used to. And he's had an unbelievable improvement and he's on zero medication and he's in, in his mid seventies. So that's probably one of the ones that I really, really enjoy because it even blew the orthopedic surgeon away on how somebody in their seventies could have cartilage regrowth and actually move on a scale called the Calgon Lawrence scale from a grade four, which is usually surgery or replacement all the way back to where it would be like a grade one or a grade two without pain, full function, and living his life fully. It really is a, mir a miracle what these stem cells can do. I, I really believe that. I've seen, like I said, not only my own healing process, but other people that I've sent to Columbia, they've called me and thanked me. And it's just been a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, what I'm going to do, TR, I know you offer a webinar, so I'm going to yes. put your your website in the show notes. And okay. so if somebody is interested in learning more about the treatments and what stem, uh, what stem cells really can do, it's a, it's a comprehensive webinar that you'll learn a lot. And uh, if you go to the website and go under the contact button and in the message box, write webinar, we can easily send you that link and uh, you can watch the webinar and get more information. So if you want a better quality of life or you know someone suffering with a, a degenerative disease or an autoimmune disease, please let them know about this treatment. It is, it is miracle-inducing. So uh, any last words, TR? I really appreciate uh, just, you yeah. being here. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. And like she said, if you guys have any information that you need, questions that you have, uh, we, we'd love to talk about this. We're passionate about it and we'll get you whatever data that you need and whatever questions that you have, make sure that we get them answered so you could understand it better or maybe be interested either way. We'd love to just talk to you. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. And thank you everybody for being here through this, this, uh, podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. 
thank you for joining us on another enlightening episode of To Heal by Design. We hope you found inspiration and valuable insights to enhance your journey to holistic well-being. If you've enjoyed today's episode and want to continue exploring the world of alternative medicine and spirituality, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform. And don't forget to leave us a review and share your thoughts. Your feedback fuels our mission to bring you the best in healing and wellness. Until next time, remember, your health is in your hands and the power to heal is within you. Thank you for being a part of the To Heal by Design family. See you on the next episode.